the creators in New York are here to work hard because if you come to New York, you're not coming here to live comfortably. You come here to survive, work your hardest. And that's the contrast between the creators in Los Angeles and New York. Welcome back to NYC Local Guides. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien, and I interview New Yorkers from creatives to CEOs and everyone in between. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. If you've ever wondered what it takes to be a New Yorker or just want to hear some crazy stories, keep listening. This is a Brooklyn Bound 2 Express train. The next stop is. Hello, my name is Will Carmack. I'm from Virginia. But now I live in New York City as a filmmaker and a special effects editor. And I love swing dancing in Chipotle. Will, do you consider yourself a New Yorker? I think as of recently, I have more accepted myself as a New Yorker. I've only been here since June. I don't know how many months that is, maybe like five or six. <laughs> I'm not really good at months or numbers. However, when I first got here, uh, I felt kind of like... It's seven uh, of, months. Of seven months. When I first got here, I, I very much felt like a visitor. And I don't have a New York City ID yet. Uh, so until then, I don't think I'll be 100% a New Yorker. But mentally, I feel like I'm there now. That's, a- that's awesome. And so tell me more about you. Let's go back a step. Where are you from originally? Where were you born? Okay. So I was born in a little town called Forest, Virginia. Um it's probably the most boring place on earth. I don't recommend anyone go there. And I have no plans on going back. Maybe every now and again to see my family. But uh, I grew up in Virginia. I went to school in Harrisonburg, which is uh, a better town in Virginia. But every town in Virginia has a threshold of fun, which is not very high. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so basically, as soon as I could leave Virginia, that's what I did. Once I graduated college, I moved to Los Angeles. And I worked for a YouTube channel called Yes Theory while I was there. Never heard of it. That's Just kidding. All right. They're awesome. Oh, you do know them. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a lovely job, and I think that's what gave me my first like big boost in the world of freelance and creativity. Because working for them kind of like elevates your platform a lot, just because of the people that you get to work with, and they know everybody. And so once I decided I move, I wanted to move to New York. Since I had worked with such well-connected people, by the time I got to New York. Uh, it felt like the right move because I already kind of had an established clientele base and friends already here. And so that's how I went from a uh, little Virginia boy to New York City, city slicker. <laughs> and what do you think about L.A. versus New York? Because they're both similar cities, a lot of culture. I don't think they're similar. I have a lot of opinions about these two contrasting cities. Ooh, I can't wait. So there's a few things. I think the the most objective and easy one to define is transportation. In Los Angeles, if you don't have a car, you're going to be spending so much money on Uber. And even if you have a car, you're going to be spending so much time in traffic. And so I had a car in Los Angeles for a while. And I worked in Venice Beach, but I lived in West Hollywood. And so I think that's only like seven miles away. In Virginia, that would take 15 minutes to drive. It was always at least an hour because back-to-back traffic. And Los Angeles doesn't have good public transportation. So they've got buses, but think of a stop-and-go bus and stop-and-go traffic. You will never get anywhere if you want to take the bus. Now, in contrast to New York, oh, it's like a wonderland here. Even though the trains and subways in New York kind of suck, they're a million times better than like getting around Los Angeles. Because you can go anywhere for $2.75 
If I wanted to go across the city in Los Angeles without my car, I'd be spending like $40 on an Uber. Like who's got time for that? No one. And so the accessibility of New York is just phenomenal. Because if you don't have a car or like a moped or a bike, it's super easy to get around New York. If you don't have any of those things in Los Angeles, you're absolutely screwed with getting A to B. Now, second point about Los Angeles versus New York are the communities. Now, LA has a lot of cool communities, but the problem is they're all spread out. Because LA is so big and inaccessible, I might have friends over in Marina Del Rey, but I won't see them forever because getting together is such an inconvenience. And uh, this is a little juicy. Are you ready? I'm so ready. So I find the creator scene in Los Angeles to be a lot more superficial than the people in New York. Now, there are a lot of amazing creators in Los Angeles, but for every amazing creator you meet, there's one person trying to use them, if that makes sense. That's so true. And and a lot of these great people don't realize that's that person's idea or like um, main motive. But I feel like it's, it's really easy to meet creators in LA who are clearly only doing it for clout or fame or just they don't realize that filmmaking is an art form and it's just a cool thing they want to show the world that they do. Absolutely. I've seen that too. I hate to stereotype, but I do feel like a lot of the people I've met in LA, they're into Hollywood. They're into sort of that fake fame, mm-hmm. you know, constantly chasing fame. Whereas I feel like here in New York, it's a different type of creative. Yeah. The creators in New York are here to work hard yes. because if you come to New York, you're not coming here to live comfortably. You come here to survive, work your hardest. And that's the contrast between the creators in Los Angeles and New York. I find the creators in New York are so much more driven. I feel like they work a lot more. Actually, I take that back. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of creators I've met who work hard in LA, but the creators who work hard in New York is everyone because they have to. Uh, and so, and I find people here don't have the time to be petty or lie. Even with clients and other creators that I've worked with, everyone seems to be a lot more upfront in New York. And I like it. The fast pace is nice because in LA, you kind of slow down a lot. Even so, if you go to work, and you're in like one to two hours of traffic, you're like motivation killed for the day. Just that's terrible. Uh, But New York, you can get everywhere so quickly. So that's what I think. Well, actually, I said so many negative things about Los Angeles. There's a lot of great things about it. The weather, the beaches, the sunsets. Some of the people are amazing. The Mexican food in California is mind-blowing. I do love Mexican food. And I was tan all the time. (laughs) I am jealous of their weather. They definitely have better weather. It's so bad in New York right now. It's so cold right now. It's extra cold today. Yeah, so cold. So tell me, what do you think about Los Angeles compared to New York? It's a good question. So I... I'm so biased. New mm-hmm. York will always be num- my number one. I, there's no, there's nowhere in my mind to really properly give another city a chance, to be honest. <laughs> but when I have visited LA, I have loved, loved the, the people that I have met have been great. I have had great experiences. I love the weather. Like there's no, I have no real major complaints about it. If I did have to deal with traffic, I would be absolutely miserable because I don't love driving. I'm totally a New Yorker at heart where I know how to drive, but I just avoid it because why would I need to drive? Why put yourself through that? Yeah. So if I had to go through traffic every single day to get to my job and, you know, get to an office, whatever, sounds terrible. Terrible. Horrible. So no, I just, I'm not into LA. It's not my style. 
Have, have you ever once been walking in New York and, and went, I'm walking here? You know, I really want to recreate that scene. Like, side note, like, I, I do say that in slightly different words mm. without the accent, but it has definitely been a thing I say because... I am walking, and the cars should be like moving out the way. Oof! But they will—they will never get out of the way. So, as we're talking about how to walk across the street, what do you consider a New Yorker? Oof! Any stereotypes, things that come to mind? So, I heard recently from a podcast that New Yorkers are really proud of their tap water. Is that true? It is true. I don't know why, but we talk <laughs> about it in our bagels, everything. Yeah. It makes the difference. So that was such a random thing, but yes. now that I have a New Yorker right yes. in front of me, I thought I would ask. Yes. I would listen to a whole podcast about how New York has great tap water. <laughs> so I have to listen to that. So I think New Yorkers love tap water. Uh, they walk very fast, and if you walk slower than they expect you to, you'll get yelled at. Which is, in a I way... I will yell at you. It's kind of charming. When, <laughs> when a stranger behind you yells at you, it's like, all right, they're, they're helping me become the ideal New Yorker, which would be a fast-paced, hardworking person who's got no time for uh, other people. That's interesting. I, maybe I don't know what a New Yorker is because I don't know... The only New Yorkers I ever interact with besides my friends are the people on the streets. And so my perspective of them is maybe warped because even yes. when I'm walking around, I feel like I have a resting bitch face. <laughs> even though I would say if, if literally anyone in the street came up and started talking to me, like had a real conversation, I'd probably be super excited about it. So I wonder if they feel the same way. But when you're walking, you just put on a face. Are New Yorkers actually warm and fuzzy people, Jen? I think so. So what? if you mess with us, we'll be cranky. Like mm -hmm. if you're you're walking too slowly, we will be cranky. I, I probably won't yell at you, but I will definitely walk around you and be like, you know, try to maneuver away from that situation. Mm -hmm. uh, we avoid Times Square. We don't want the worst. Yes, it's. I mean, it's gorgeous. Everyone should visit it at least once in their life. But am I going to go out of my way there at regular basis? No. It's like, a terrible thing. I only go there for Broadway shows for very specific oh, yeah. reasons. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so we, we basically figured out, I really like how you define New Yorker, and I think hardworking is a big part of it, mm -hmm. um, and then stereotypes, I think walking is definitely a huge, huge chunk of that, so, yeah. How would you define a New Yorker in, your, in a few brief sentences? Absolutely, so I define a New Yorker, and a lot of people have a certain number of years, like a badge, like, ooh, if you're at this number of years, you're uh, officially a New Yorker. Okay. <laughs> I recently went to my friend's party. She had a party for her 10th year living in New York. She's like, you guys, I'm officially a New Yorker. <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was really cute. She had like New York City like plates and like oh, everything. That is cute. But I have to say, I'm sorry, girl. I disagree. It doesn't, I know, doesn't uh -oh, have the tea. Ah, it's about to happen. I'm about to break it down for you. Okay. It has nothing to do with the number of years. Like, mm. I, I think that that's a, a close estimate between five years to ten years. But it has nothing to do with that. Sometimes people are here a year and they have so many experiences. I really think it's about the experiences. So it's like mm. when you're like crying on the street and you're just like super vulnerable in this city. Those are the types of moments that you're like, this is it. I'm a New Yorker. Have you been there before? A hundred percent. Why? Oh, my God. Brief story. I want to know why you're crying on the streets of New York. Oh, so many reasons. <laughs> I think the thing is that everyone cries. Mm -hmm. And I think that other... I haven't seen this as much in other cities, but you are more, I would guess, based on, I've traveled to many different cities, I would guess that 
there, you are more likely to see people crying on the streets of New York, but they're okay. Like, it's not mm. like they're physically hurt or something terrible, but it's like they're having a moment. And I've, you know, stopped and like said, like checked with certain people. I'm like, are you okay? And they're usually fine, but they're just because of tiny apartments, because of all the different things that mm. make up New York, for some reason you find yourself in a breakup or whatever, and you're out on the street and you're crying and you're just like, oh, well, and yeah. <laughs> the way that other people just walk past you makes it like makes you cry louder. That's and true. it's funny. It's just ridiculous. I yeah. almost had a moment like that the other day. Yes. I was walking Tell to the everything. gym, which is exactly one mile away from my apartment. Yes. And me and my roommate have committed to walking there each time, not taking a bike or an Uber, just added yeah. exercise. And it was so cold and I didn't have a face mask and the wind was blowing right on my face. And so I was forced to cry. So I was crying, but like because of the weather, obviously. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, like, why did I move to New York? Because in that moment, I was thinking about when I worked at Venice Beach, it was like 78 degrees every day. And then that, this cold pelting wind is tearing my face apart. I'm so sorry. So I can actually understand why New Yorkers would maybe cry sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's like, what well, this city is sort of miserable. In, in, in like small births. I think generally New York is just like a, a wonderland of opportunity and, and friends and great bagels. But sometimes there's some moments where it's really hard. That's true. You kind of have to suffer through those terrible moments to get through the good ones. A hundred percent. Because the weather here... You have to be willing to suffer through that. I agree. So why do you consider yourself a New Yorker? Why? Yeah, you've been here less than a year, but you've had some good hmm. experiences. What makes you feel like this is it? I'm a New Yorker. So there's one that though I'll start with the one that yes. I'm absolutely the most proud of. And this has been a goal of mine since I saw this stereotype in movies and whatnot. There's a bodega around the corner from my apartment, and I went there every day for two months. And now when I walk in, the guy goes, you want the usual? And that was like, all right, my bodega man knows my order. I'm a New Yorker. And, and so that was the most exciting thing ever. So now every time I walk in, he makes what I want. How cool is that? Such a New York thing, the usual. You know it's such I mean? a New York thing. I love that. It <laughs> is such a good example. Is there a bodega cat there too? There's not a bodega <sighs> cat at this one, which is so tragic <laughs> because whenever I walk into a random bodega and there's a cat there, that is New York for me. Sometimes there's like a cat on the street right outside the bodega and you're like a little concerned. You're like, you okay? Oh, you're just part of the bodega. You're, bo Somehow, you're the bodega cat. That makes it okay. <laughs> it makes it perfectly okay. But unfortunately, his name is Louie, the lovely man who makes oh. my sandwiches. He, I think he's probably allergic to cats because why not have a cat in your bodega? You know, sometimes health code, I, I wonder about that. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably terrible that they have cats near the food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to ask those questions because I still love the idea it's true. of I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm better off not knowing. It's good that we don't know. It's, it is good. Yeah. Now, a magical moment yes. I had that made me realize that I was a New Yorker was this one late night. I went to Harlem and just partied with my friends all night. And it was amazing. And we stayed up so late, but I was going to go back home in the morning because I had something to do at like 10. So it's 5 a.m. And I'm taking the trains back, back to Bushwick. So it's like an hour and 40 minute train ride. And I remember, and at this moment of the night, my AirPods had died. And so now I have to endure an hour and 42 minute uh, subway ride with no... Uh, 
audible engagement, which is just such a millennial thing. However, rarely do I go on the subway without listening to something. So this was the first time ever I was going on a long subway ride and all I had to do was listen and look at the people around me. And I remember it was 5 a.m. You could see all the people who were going to work and all the people who were partying the night before. And just seeing all the different type of New Yorkers, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And the perfect moment was when I was going across the Williamsburg Bridge, the sun was rising. And so it was like six in the morning, the sun was rising. I, I, I am fully engaged to my environment because I'm not listening or watching anything. And I was looking out the window of the, the train and being like, wow, New York is beautiful because you got that skyline and the orange glow. Uh, it was beautiful. And I thought that was such a cool New York moment because I had to navigate the streets at night to get home from a crazy New York party. You know what I mean? I love that. That I was a great that. New York moment for me. And do you still get lost a lot on the subway? Be honest. Um, I don't because I, since I work from home, there's yeah. only like five places I go to. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, and so I've, I've basically mentally, uh, imp- I've, hmm, I've ingrained into my head all the places that I need to go. So... I don't get lost too often because I, I guess I never have the opportunity to get lost. Okay. Well, but, we got to get you lost more often. Yeah. So that's yeah, a good point. part of the New York experience. I need to explore a little more. Yeah. And then how long do you feel like it took you to get used to the subway? That was a weird one at first. And what's, what's interesting is in the past week, I've had two different friends from Virginia visiting and living at our apartment. And every single time they get lost on the subway, like... And what they tell me, and this is my exact experience as well, is so there's a J train, right, that goes to Manhattan, and there's a J train that goes to Brooklyn and Queens. And so they just say, oh, I got to get on the J train. And then they go hop on one, and they realize they're going in the wrong direction. I think I probably did that like eight times when I first moved to New York. Yes. Because... When you first start taking the subway, it's a really stressful thing because you, you can tell everyone knows how to do it perfectly. There's all these people, machines and loud trains, and you're like, uh, uh, and you see people run, which I, I will never run for a subway, just putting that out there. And really? when I see people do it, it gives me anxiety. And so when I watch people run for trains, like the first time I was in New York, I'm like, everyone's in a hurry. Something's, they know something that I don't. And so I'm so stressed because all these people are running around and getting in these trains. And so it was really easy for me in the beginning to accidentally get on the wrong train because I was stressed and be like, I guess I should just get in one. That's how you get on the wrong train. That's so true. And I still, once in a while, if it's like a different train line, I'm going somewhere else, I'll like rush onto a train and like, it's been a while, but it happens. And it you happens. get in the wrong direction and you feel like a, you know. It's the worst. It's the worst. It takes so much extra time to go the other way. Right. I'm already late as it is. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. Yes. We're New Yorkers. We New Yorkers. Exactly. And, you know, I would get some work done in the subway, but, you know, shitty Wi-Fi. You're underground. <laughs> I know. That's so, it's, there's this myth that there's Wi-Fi underground, and it's, like, it's not true. very rare to find. It's the Where rarity. is it? Is, I have do never the, had Do it. the rats in the subway system have created, like, a router? Like, where is this underground Wi-Fi? <laughs> I think it's on the trains. That's a good question. I have to figure this out. Mm. But it's not on all the trains. because I like my rat theory better. I like your rat theory. That's definitely... Yeah, let's publish that. Mm. Oh, New York experience that made me feel like a New Yorker was the first time I saw a rat in my apartment. Oh, God, no. It ran across no. the floor while me and my uh, roommate no. were 
intoxicated and so you can imagine we were like oh, what is that and so uh, imagine just two drunk idiots standing on top of their couches like looking at their living room just like can we step down is it gonna attack us what eventually we got down we got the courage to walk around our apartment again we would not let that rat take us hostage so you know what we did we got non-kill mousetraps and we caught it like a week later and we let it go I'm so scared. I'm, do you, I, I wish you could see my face right now. Like, I am just in awe right now. Why? Immediately move. So are Immediately you, the, move. <laughs> you're, you're in a basement though, right? Yeah, the basement is filled with like bugs. Oh my God. <laughs> but, but I've never had a rodent down there. So you've had roaches. Oh, I've had roaches. Oh gosh. Not a lot. So when I say bugs, it's like those really big daddy long leg spiders oh. but i don't have a big problem with them so the issue is since uh, I, I live in the basement of the apartment that i rent with uh, two guys but i actively chose that so i can have a big studio space for like my film equipment etc but i have a door to we actually have a backyard for some cool. reason yeah and my door to the backyard i guess little buggies crawl underneath of it and so sometimes i get like big spiders but they're the kind that can't bite you and so I don't have a problem with it. And now that it's cold, like no bugs are coming through. I used to have a really big ant problem coming in through. In the that. summer, that does yeah. happen. I yeah. had so many ants. Oh my gosh. So, I, but we got to say that nowhere else would people be okay with the number of bugs yes. than in New York. You're like, oh, it's just a couple well, roaches. Exactly. When, when me and my roommate were moving to New York, we had like this. This like basic idea of like, all right, we're going to have roaches, maybe some mice, but that's a part of it. That's a part of living in New York. It's kind of like this built-in thing that you're like, yeah, there's like mice and bugs in New York. Oh my God. No, I, I purposely <laughs> avoid the basement because of that. They are mm. more likely. And then I have had bad apartment situations where there were roaches and I am so glad Oof. I'm not in that building anymore. Oh, they're so creepy. It's so messed up. They're just, ugh, gross. Ugh, okay. Can't think about it anymore. Yeah, no more bugs. <laughs> no more bugs. Well, wait. Even though it's part of New York. <laughs> part of New York that we could probably live without. We could live without it. And I think um, one last moment yes. that made me feel like Please a New Yorker. Do. This was super fun. So I have a friend from college named Zoe, and she told me about this weird wine bar that's in Williamsburg. And... I feel like we went there and it was the strangest group of people I've ever seen in my life. They're just weird people, but it was like a contagious kind of weird and everyone was quirky and having their own fun in this weird little bar. And I, I think I realized at that moment, like New York has the weirdest little groups of people and the weirdest little bars and, and hole in the wall things. And I was like, wow, New York has a lot of cool stuff because back in Virginia, the only thing you could do was go to a putt-putt place that closes at like 5 p.m., you know, or you could go bowling, closes at 9 p.m. So there was nothing fun to do where I grew up. And so when I realized in New York, all the different like things you can actively choose to do, yeah. it's like, well, I have so many options. I could have so much fun today if I wanted to. I agree. I completely agree. Which bar in Williamsburg? Oh, it's just called Wine Bar. No, it's not. It's a wine bar. Okay. Okay. No big deal. I forget. It's okay. Um, yeah, there's so many cool experiences and things here that I feel like you, you can never do it all. That's the craziest part. Never. Yeah. Uh, they say that there are, if you know, if you ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner at a different spot in, in restaurants all around New York, it would t still take you 22 years at a different spot each time. <laughs> That's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> so speaking of food, what is your favorite food in New York? Oh, 
So, you know how earlier I was telling you about my man, Louie, who makes me the usual? Yes. So, the usual is literally my favorite thing in the entire world. It's a Chipotle chicken sandwich. Do we know what's happening? I think that's the heat in New York. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So, sometimes, well, I, hope you, I hope you can't hear this, but sometimes the heaters make noises in New York. It's, it's like a thing. I don't get crazy. it. So, <laughs> you remember that guy I was telling you about earlier, Louie? The man who makes my sandwiches. The usual is my favorite thing in the entire world. It's a Chipotle chicken sandwich with pepper jack cheese, Chipotle mayonnaise on an, on a plain bagel. That's it. It's, it's, it's my favorite thing ever. The way they make their bagels is just so lovely. It's probably the tap water. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it is. And I don't know. It's just like the way he cooks the chicken is unmatched. Awesome. It sounds wonderful. I'm going to have to try it for myself. You will. Yeah, I'll take you to Louie's one day. Okay, cool. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it later. Let's do it later. Okay. I would love that. <laughs> so we've talked about bagels. I love bagels. Mm. Now I have an extra special place in my heart for pizza. Uh, do you? Are you like a dollar pizza person? Do you have a pizza place? Like, What's your thoughts? I mean, I'm embarrassed to say the last pizza I ate in New York was Domino's. Get out. I know. There's so many cool local spots to get pizza, but the closest to my apartment is Domino's. It's literally like a three-minute walk, and so we'll just order pickup and, and go get it. So if I'm going to be honest, I haven't had much pizza in New York besides Domino's, and <sighs> but I, I've had the dollar pizza on Broadway. Yes, and, that's good. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, like for a dollar, that's a pretty okay. decent thing. Uh, the freezer DiGiorno's pizzas that I get it right get in are, are really is, good. No. Great New York Mm-mm. pizza. <laughs> we cut the edit here. But, I will bring you to good pizza places very soon. Well, I'm on the, a diet right now, so oh, yeah, you have to true. wait a while. That's true. But when I wasn't, there was actually a few. I don't know if this is like a just a typical New York City pizza place, but you'd be walking down the street late at night. Maybe you're on your way back from a bar going to one. And there's like these hole-in-the-wall pizza places where it's like these glass shelves, all these different types of pizzas. And there's one pizza that's like baked ziti. Yes. So it's like a pizza with those big circular noodles and all this cheese. And I, those are my favorite whenever I find those along the streets. That's but, epic, yes. Yeah. What's your favorite type of pizza or a pizza place, so, Jen? Ooh, I have so many. Oh my, I could talk forever. Right now, my favorite is Best Pizza in Williamsburg. It is mm. the best. They even have a Vice show. Like, why not? Wow. Yeah, it's kind of great. Love their white slice, lots of different types of cheese, caramelized onions, sesame seed crust. Mm, I so love good. sesame seeds. Yes, they're underrated. I don't know why people don't love them more. Probably because they can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been so great chatting with you. Oh, it's been an honor. <laughs> Imagine you're like, nope, I'm good. I'm done. Bye. Jim, this was terrible. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but please don't post this. <laughs> hey. 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 I'm a New Yorker. I'll do what I want. I'm a New Yorker and I'll do what I want and I'll walk off. <laughs> yeah, we should have a good like dramatic walk off, like slam the mics, be done. We should. Like New Yorkers. What, it, what, what's the best part about that is they can't see it. I know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we find you? Where do we follow you on social? Well, if you want to follow me, you can just check me out on Instagram. It's at It's Will Carmack. I make fun special effects. 
and, love them. And great Instagram stories. You really do. You're such an inspiration. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thanks. Yes. So good. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me. Yay. Thank you. And don't forget to listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Cool. Aggie. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Bye. I'm walking here. I'm walking out I'm of here. I'm walking out of here. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.